What is up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horton. This is this is the NWA, the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest wrestling promotion of all time. We're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance, obviously. That's why we're here. That's why we're on this yeah. channel. And it is so good to see all of you. And we are coming off of one of the hottest episodes of Fire, uh, NWA Power. One of the hottest episodes of Fire. Yes. <laughs> one of the, it, it, fire. it was so hot. It was fire. That's it. Into the anyway, fire. luckily for you all, I am not alone. I am joined by Will Martin. Hey, Will. How's it going? Hey, I am doing so great. That was a stacked episode. You know me. I'm the tag team guy. This was like Christmas for me with uh, these tag team matches and a lot of chatter about the tag team titles. So I'm excited to get into it. Yes. And the other man down in our, our lower section here, the one who makes up the base for our uh, queen uh, when we do Bohemian Rhapsody here for you here in about 15 minutes. Uh, that's uh, that's the doctor. The PhD is real. That's Doc Stinson. What's up, Doc? What's up, guys? Man, can't wait to talk about this fantastic episode. What I tell you, what I'm on fire for that dog on opening counter, that music that I, I believe Will wrote on his uh, <laughs> on his synthesizer that he has in his house. That was fantastic, man. I love that. Not true. I'm going to tell you a little something. That <laughs> intro, not only was it not written by Will, it was the generic intro that I accidentally selected instead of the one that Will did beforehand, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So we are nothing Welcome if not professional. So lucky, is, for us, <laughs> lucky for us, we have a wrestling promotion that is so much more professional than we are. And that is the National Wrestling Alliance. And doggone it, today was a good show. Guys, I am fired up. There is intrigue, suspense, just like just you don't know what's going to happen next on the set of NWA Power, and I just can't wait to dive into this. And I'll tell you another thing. I wouldn't say it to his face, but Tyrus, he looks like he's angry all the time. He's got a very bad attitude, and I just, you know, just point that out, and that's how they left us this evening. But, Rob, don't look up into the heavens and shake your head at me. <laughs> All right, you so can't let's start out right out the shoot and start coming at tires for having a bad attitude. The man's competitive. Uh, what crime has right. been committed there? Whatever. We'll get to Tyrus. Go on with, we'll your, go on with your monologue. Go on with your monologue. There's no monologue here. We're going to dive into this show. We'll get to Tyrus. We'll get to all of you out there watching right now. We'll get to your comments, your questions, everything you got in the chat right now. If you're joining us live on YouTube, thank you so much for being here. The NWA is grateful for each and every fan, everybody who's watching on Fight TV. And we're also grateful for you being here. And because they're so grateful for you, they wanted to have some extra interaction for you to take part in. And that's what we're doing here. They want to hear what you guys thought about power. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking about what you're saying in the chat. And we're going to have our regular power rankings. If you're not familiar with us, we all do a regular show called This Is Pro Wrestling. You can go over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash this is pro wrestling, or it's at TIPW show on everything. Please feel free to check us out. We're doing a history of pro wrestling. As a matter of fact, right now, I think you guys would, would really, really dig it, but enough about us. Let's talk about this show. We opened this thing up, Joe Galley, Tim storm, and we find out what will was alluding to earlier. This is a special tag team edition of NWA power, all tag teams, except for our main event which is a beautiful, beautiful TV title match. But 
Anyway, so Joe is Tim are joined there by Aaron Stevens and who he's flanked by Kratos and he's just standing there looming in the background. And uh, Aaron uh, is talking about how this idea of the show was basically his idea. He seems to say that tag team wrestling was his inspiration. And uh, this is not really a tournament per se, but it's time to find out who the number one, you know, they want to see who's ready to step up and try to take on the tag team champions. And so that's what this night's all about. Now, while this is all happening, we get a uh, Sal Renaro break in out of nowhere. Sal's out there. He's not usually one to do this sort of thing, but there he goes. He's out there with Kyle Davis, snatches the mic, and uh, he talks to Aaron Stevens because last week he said, you know, he asked for a match, and Aaron said, yeah, sure, you can have a match. And uh, Sal says, I've been asking about it. The NWA seems to not know what I'm talking about, and I tried calling you. Uh, did you change your number? Is it 867-5309? Is it one 9900 That's the WCW <laughs> hotline. For those of you who missed that little Easter egg. Throwback. Uh, yeah, that's a callback. So anyway, uh, Aaron, is it, he talks to Tim and Joe and just says, this is one of those things, you know, a little mix-up. I promise it'll match, but you don't just walk in and demand a tag team title shot. And that's something that's been going around lately about the NWA. It feels like lots of people, like we saw Matt Cardona on Twitter the other day, as saying he wanted an NWA heavyweight championship shot. And so uh, Aaron, not unlike Nick Aldis talking about the world title, was like, you don't just come in and say you want an, a tag team title shot. You got no wins, no partner. What, what is this? Uh, anyway, so we're going to focus on the teams here and we'll see what happens. So, you know, Sal's confused. Hopefully he figures something out and finds himself a partner at some point. But uh, anyway, any any thoughts here so far, Rob? I see you scrunching your face up like you just you just got you got questions and you, you want to no. say something. No, I just uh, you know Sal is so desperate for this. Uh, he even offered you know to come out and do a singing telegram. Uh, but exactly what Aaron said, and I think those of us who who uh, appreciate what the NWA stands for understands where Aaron Stevens is coming from. You don't get to just wake up one day and decide that you're a contender. We're talking about the most tradition-laden tag team championship in the history of the world since the foundations of the world. And just because you decided now you're a bad dude ready to compete for it doesn't make you a bad dude ready to compete for it. I did like the fact that Aaron pointed out that, uh, that uh, or he called uh, Sal Renari, referred to him as uh, Prince Pigtail. And he said, wait a second, you never had my number in the first place. I thought that was kind of, I got a, I got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> well, not so fast, Rob. Not so fast, Rob. So here's where you've got it twisted around. Sal Renaro did not come out acting like he's Mr. Big Bad Tough Guy. He politely went to the tag champs last week, talked to Aaron Stevens, and asked for a match. Now, anybody can do that, right? Whether or not you have the credentials, anybody can ask. So the ball's in Aaron Stevens' court as to whether or not he's going to grant him that. That's, that's the champion's right. That's the privilege that the champion has. So, you know, it seems like it's still a little bit up in the air. You know, he's promised a match. We don't know if, if Stevens is going to decide that's going to be a title match or if it's just going to be an exhibition match. But, you know, promises have been made at some point, whether it was because of being taken aback from the interruption last week or whatever. But they got to nail this down because here's the thing. When you are the tag team champions of the world, there's a target on your back and everybody – on 
every roster in professional wrestling in the world who is part of a tag team wants those titles. So I don't blame Sal for wanting a shot. And I actually respect him for being forthcoming enough to go ask for one. Um, you know, I think Aaron Stevens is still wrestling a little bit with himself with this uh, transition that he's going through. And, you know, so it's, I guess it's to be seen whether or not this match is actually going to happen. Uh, I don't think it'll be for lack of Sal, uh, pestering him or trying to make the match happen. Um, but I'm anxious to see. This is, this is my pal, Sal. No, I, I feel like I don't get to, I don't get to redirect the witness. The will had my name <laughs> in his mouth, bro. I don't get okay. to redirect the witness here. I'll stay uh, out of it. Yeah, yeah, true. I could take it. True. True. But uh, yeah, promises might've been made and, and don't get me wrong. I'm just a fan. I'm not an insider or anything. I don't know what goes on backstage. But last I checked, when you're talking about the world's championships, a promise made doesn't count for anything unless there's ink on a contract. You know what I mean? And it seemed Fair to point. me like, like Aaron Stevens said, yeah, you came out and I did, I did say this and that. But in hindsight, to my point, this is the NWA. This is about competition. You don't get to just wake up one day and say, hey, and you, you can do what you want. Man, I can ask for a, a title shot, I suppose, if I wanted to. But – me asking for it does not make me a bad man. It does not make me a contender. That's all I was saying, Will. It's okay, well, Ron. It's okay to disagree. Well, guys, we've, we've got to move <laughs> on. I'll grand. just say this. I think what's going to happen is both of your appetites will be wet here, that there'll be a tag team title match. And Sal, although a bit uh, unrefined in his methodology, he will take this as a lesson and will hopefully go find himself a partner and go about this the right way, work himself into that tag team title shot. I have faith in Sal Renaro, uh, but that remains to be seen. We'll see what happens coming up right now. We moved right into uh, the debuting the end. It's it's Pero and Odinson. Uh, I apologize. I called him the end. I don't even remember if they exactly called him that on the show. So that was like in, on, in Japan and everything. Um, and then they're taking on, interestingly enough, Tom Latimer and Chris Adonis, who Kyle did introduce as strictly business. Although that still seems debatable. There is con some confusion here. Tim Storm even alluded to it. Is he or isn't he part of strictly business? Rob, I, I know th those are your boys. So, do you, I mean, just, just before we even get into this match, do you feel like Adonis is, where, where do you stand on Adonis and strictly business? <clears throat> um, to to your first point, uh, Otis and, and Para were introduced as the end, uh, okay. and right. reference was made to their time in Japan. So you are correct about that. And also, uh, Adonis and Latimer were introduced as uh, a strictly business. But I have on day eight hundred and eighty three once heard Kyle Davis refer to the champ as being on his 882nd day of his reign, which I found doing simple math to be incorrect. So Kyle Davis is, you know, I like Kyle Davis. He's a great announcer, but he's not, he's not uh, uh, infallible. And ultimately where I come down on this is where the champ come down on, uh, comes down on this. He's the dealer. He's the owner, operator, director, manipulator of strictly business. And if he says it's cool, Hey, then it's cool. Right now, as, as far as I'm concerned, based on what we're going to hear later in this show, I think the jury's still out. I did. I was intrigued by the fact that they were introduced as Strictly Business. In fact, in my notes here, I've got a big question mark right beside it. 
Well, interestingly enough, I mean, we will hear from Nick Aldis later on in the show. Will, I'm watching this match, and the way it plays out is this. These guys are hosses. They are just battling it out in the middle of the ring. Uh, the end has that great, like, Mad Max look. He's, like, spraying the silver on his teeth. And just uh, love Odinson, love Pero, love seeing what they did here. Uh, they had some great stuff going on in the ring. Great tag team action, all in all. I mean, a Death Valley driver from Pero onto the opponent. Just, uh, or I'm sorry, Odinson, Death Valley driving Pero onto their opponent, which was just wild to me. And uh, I, I just don't think Latimer and Adonis were expecting this kind of match. I, I, but luckily, Strictly Business um, is more than just the two of them because then Camille makes her way out as they set up for, as uh, the end sets up for a doomsday device, it seems. And uh, with the distraction, Odinson gets, uh, he takes a pretty hard hit and flipped off the top rope onto the apron and uh, he is out. Pero gets a taken into the turnbuckle. He's out of the ring. They drag Odinson back in the ring just long enough for Chris Adonis to strap in the master lock. And as we've seen with Trevor Murdoch in the past uh, for the national title win, that's all it takes is one time in the master lock and you're done. Strictly business walks out of here with a win. Well, how'd you feel about this match all in all? I know I never want to be put in the master lock. I can tell you that it's taken down Trevor Murdoch and now Odinson. That That's I mean, this this was a great tag team match start to finish. Um, you know, say what you want and speculate about Strictly Business. Is Chris Adonis Strictly Business? Is he not? He and Tom Latimer seem to work pretty well together. So if you're doing a, a pros and cons list, that's a pro if, if you're Nick Aldis to look for someone to add to the fold. Um, so, you know, you know, whether or not Camille had anything to do with the outcome of the match and her distracting and, and all the shenanigans that happened behind the refs back there. These guys look strong as a team, as much as it pains me to say that um, because I, I, I mean, Mike Perro and Odinson are beasts and, and that's, you know, right up my alley when it comes to especially tag teams. So I was rooting for those guys to show my hand a little bit. Um, but I mean, it, it was a hard fought match and I, I would say pretty evenly matched, and maybe that that little distraction is what kind of tipped uh, tipped the barrel a little bit for uh, strictly business or Tom Latimer and Chris Adonis. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued by what Nick said later in the night about that whole deal, and I know we'll get to that. Um, but like I said, they work really well together. So if you're making a list, I would say that's a good thing. Doc, I, I wouldn't expect you to just jump right in here and say what Will just did, that perhaps they were evenly matched. But I would say that for a debuting tag team on NWA Power, you don't just walk in the front door and get in a fight with Strictly Business and expect to do as well as the end did. So that's saying something, right? Can you at least give them that? Well, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, you wouldn't be in the NWA if you weren't ready to compete at the highest level, point A. Okay, so let's throw that out there. Secondly, we've all seen Tom Latimer in person. Tom Latimer is a Greek god. He's a behemoth. He's a huge guy, and he was the smallest guy in this match. Did y'all notice that? I mean, he was the littlest guy in this match, and he is not a little guy. So you got a major, major – I mean – Pero and Odinson, they weighed in at 600 pounds. Just those two guys? I mean, this was a major, major clash of titans here. So I didn't expect anything but a great, 
a great struggle. And and again, Perro and Odinson, they're not they're not new to each other. They've got a storied past. They they've they've done their work. They've done their stuff. Uh, so this was a great contest. I you know I think like Will was saying, I think Adonis and Latimer have a certain chemistry that seems to lend one to 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 look at Adonis as a natural member of Strictly Business. I happen to think that it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for him to fit in there permanently. And, and they look great and they work well together. But Perro and Odinson, man, they look like the real deal. They look brutal. Uh, I every time they hit, I hurt over here. I felt it. It rattled. Look at looking at Odinson spray that silver on his face, man. It just made my my teeth chill. And every time those guys hit Latimer and Adonis, I felt it rattle the fillings in my teeth, man. I felt it all the way here. It was a fantastic match. I agree, actually, with Will on this on this point. Well, you need to see a dentist. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> I'm just happy that we all came together on something. So this this feels good. I all all I know for sure after this match is we have not seen the end of the end. I didn't mean to do that even as I started out that sentence, but it just happened. And so we just gotta let it flow. But anyway, all right. So next up we get at well. Wherever Camille goes, so it seems does Thunder Rosa because Thunder Rosa is still unhappy with Camille and uh, Camille may be trying to avoid her. I don't know, but I know that if Camille makes her presence known, Thunder Rosa will be there. So, of course, Camille's celebrating at ringside and Rosa is out and she is on fire. I don't even know half of what she said because I unfortunately I don't speak more than one language, but I can tell you that she is unhappy and uh, Camille just kind of laughs it off. But uh, anyway, we have to go to a break when we come back. Uh, Camille is gone and Rosa is still out at the podium with Kyle, poor Kyle. And uh, he, she is just going off and you think she'd get her point across except for the Taryn Terrell makes her NWA power debut uh, we saw Taryn at the uh, pay-per-view but uh here she is on the power uh show for the first time and uh you know kyle you know i don't want to pile on kyle but he seems to have trouble with her name every time and uh she has to correct him of course again but uh she comes out and she she says she's not there to challenge thunder she's got an owie she hurt her hip and so you know she's not trying to get into anything but uh, but if Thunder ever needs her help with anything, she's here to support that, even if it's from the sidelines. And uh, Thunder, of course, not one for help. This, of course, also brings out Melina, who is hot. And she is telling Tarid, uh that she's fake and Thunder doesn't need her. That's my Thunder or my Rosa. And uh, so they get into a whole argument. Thunder seems a little bit put off by all of this and decides to take her leave as the two of them uh, fight and we go to a break. Any thoughts on this segment here with you guys, like just uh, seeing Thunder and Taryn and uh, Melina here? Uh, Rob, I'll throw to you first there. <clears throat> yeah, uh, uh, backing up one second, I don't think that Camille necessarily came out to distract anybody just to lead up to the, th the Thunder and Roach. I think she was out there sure trying to give some sage advice to the to the official. Also, there was silver that was sprayed in, in Odinson's mouth, and that was obviously a point of concern. Uh, so she probably was coming out to address some of those things. Ne nevertheless, at the end of the match, Thunder Rosa comes out saying words that did not sound like pleasant language, to, to, to Gary's point. Um, but uh, you know, that, that, that goes on. And then we get to, uh, Taryn Terrell, who I think, I feel like she came out and paid the utmost respect to, uh, um, 
to Thunder Rosa. She said she liked her laugh, which I thought was a, a nice compliment. And then she did point to the fact that she was under, you know, suffering from an injury and obviously respectful of the sport like she is. She wasn't ready to compete or challenge anybody right now. She just was coming to come out and say, hey, Thunder, if you ever need my help or advice, I'm here for you. And then Melina came out, who I also think, you know, has Thunder uh, Rosa's uh, best interest at heart. Thunder Rosa is obviously not in the best state of mind at this point. She's thoroughly frustrated at everything, and she just brushes them both off, says, says uh, I don't need anybody's help. You all are kind of gross to me, and walks off. And I'm going to tell you right now, honestly, I can see each of their perspectives. I can see all of them. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'm just intrigued by where this is going. Wow. All right. Well, again, this week, just proving your worth to the Barnum and Bailey Circus uh, with your tightrope walk. And I love that, Rob. And uh, Will, did you have any additional thoughts you wanted to add there? Uh, no, everyone's right. Uh, we're all at peace. This is everyone's good. No. Um, yeah, I mean, Thunder Rosa is um, justifiably upset. I mean, we saw uh, Camille ruin her tag team match last week. That was an incredible match up until that point. Um, she uh, unfortunately lost the number one contender match to Camille back at uh, back for the attack. And you know we all know how important that the Burke, the Women's World Championship, is to Thunder Rosa. It is what she has her eyes on in the NWA. And so I think right now that's what she's laser focused on. And I and I, and I feel like when when Taryn and Melina come out, it's uh, thunder. You can just see it in her face. It's like, these are distractions. I got to focus on Camille. And that was kind of her thing. I don't think it was personal towards either of those ladies. I think she's just like, okay, you guys are distracting. I got to leave. I got to get my mind back on the one thing that I'm here for. And that's the women's world championship. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens and, and we'll see if, you know, at some point, Thunder aligns herself with with either of these ladies um, and takes them up on their offer for help. It seems like a lot of people are wanting to help Thunder right now for some reason. Um, and to go back to my comment last week, that's one person on the roster I don't really think needs any help. So uh, it's just an interesting um, you know turn of events, and and we'll see how it plays out. Well, how about Trevor Murdoch, who's in the back hanging out with Mae Valentine? She welcomes him to uh, the mic and uh, asking how he's feeling since losing the national championship. I should strike that. This is this is she was she was more poignant in her question, asking if he has any regrets about choosing to defend the title when he did, which ended up costing him that championship. Uh, and. You know, Murdoch comes in with a obviously the national championship meant everything to him. Uh, it was the greatest moment of his career, uh, but he believes in fighting. Essentially, his his story here is that his family, his pride, his honor are all on the line. His family doesn't expect him to just chicken out of a fight, and so he had to go in and take the challenge that came at him. Uh, he knew what strictly business was all about going into this. He saw what they did to Tim Storm in the past. We all did, and. Uh, Anyway, it's uh, for Nick, it's not enough for a man to lose his title like that. He's just got to grind them down, it feels like, is, is the implication that Trevor is given here. And uh, so he said it's for anybody who's ever had a boss who's just rode you so hard and breaking your back for him and no appreciation. Uh, he, is, he has been broken here, but he is undeterred. 
He is going to fight until there's not a breath left in his body. Of course, I am not doing the promo justice that Trevor Murdoch gave here, or I shouldn't, the, the, the speech that he gave on the mic. Um, but this is just the way that God made Trevor Murdoch. He is going to keep fighting. And Nick Aldis, he is coming for you now. So he is, Nick Aldis has unleashed a fury, Will. It seems like uh, dangerous times to be the real world's heavyweight champion when uh, you've, uh, you've ticked off Trevor Murdoch. Yeah. It's always dangerous to be the real world's champion. You, you, you hold the highest prize in the sport of professional wrestling, but right now in particular for Trevor Murdoch uh, and Nick Aldis, it is a very volatile time because I think Trevor Murdoch um, and as much as it pains me to say former national champion, Trevor Murdoch, that championship did mean everything to him. And I think he, understands that Nick Aldis, although Nick didn't defeat him for the championship, that was Chris Adonis. Nick was the one pulling the strings. I think he sees through that. I'm going to set this up. So Rob can spike it. He's already rolling his eyes. That's fine. I'll let me finish. But he, he, he was masterminding all this and he can say, you know, we're going to get into what Nick said uh, after this about, you know, the current state of strictly business. Obviously that is something buzzworthy right now. Um, but, you know, Nick, no matter what he says, he had something to do with this. And I think Trevor sees that. And I think as much as Trevor, um, loved holding the NWA national title as he should. I called it the the pinnacle of his career so far that there's a higher prize and that's the world's championship. And maybe he didn't have a reason to go after it until now. Everybody in professional wrestling wants it. And so he's probably always wanted it, but now he's got a reason. He's got an ax to grind. He's got um, a, a vendetta going on here and you see him he's in a neck brace still he's not in great spirits not in a great place mentally we gave him a really hard time last week for even taking that match but i think we we saw the real trevor murdoch this week and the uh the spirit behind why he took that match last week and he's exactly right he wouldn't be in the nwa if he was the kind just to take a loss and roll over and disappear you know into the darkness he's He's here and he's going straight for the top. And I'm really intrigued to see how it's going to go. So Rob, disagree with me. Go. I barely, first of all, I almost didn't even pay attention to this interview because we, we just got the Austin Idol Universal Wrestling College commercial. And so I was always, I was already like mesmerized by May Valentine. In fact, I was like transported into dirty dancing. And all I heard as she was speaking was, uh, just a fool to believe I am anything she needs. And then I realized, oh, wait a second, Trevor Murdoch's out there now. There are so many errors of fact and fallacy in what you just said, Will, that it might take the rest of the show for me to unpack it. I'm going to try my best to do it in a, in a couple of quick moments, okay? I, I'm just First trying all, to picture you and Trevor Murdoch doing the lift from Dirty Dancing. Yeah, right. I'm not here. I'm not here to trash Trevor Murdoch. I respect Trevor Murdoch. Again, like I said earlier in this show, if he weren't one of the greats, he wouldn't be in this promotion. You know, he deserves every good thing that comes his way. And he's got he's got some learning to do, which is something that Nick Aldis has pointed out in the past. And I think that right now is his tragic flaw. Um, he talks about standing for 
family, honor, and, and integrity as though Nick Aldis did anything to violate that. He's blaming Nick for uh, for the loss of the championship. Let me, let me a, a lot of time must have passed for you, Will, in the last seven days because last I checked, Nick didn't have anything to do with Trevor Murdoch coming out and interrupting his interview. Nick didn't have anything to do with Trevor Murdoch demanding a match with Adonis. Nick had nothing to do with that. All Nick simply said was, now that you've rolled the dice, let me remind you of something that Harley Race taught both of us, and that is never turn your back on your opponent. I fail to see what Nick Aldis did here that was anything wrong or or in any way unbecoming or unprofessional to Trevor Murdoch. And the fact that but Trevor he was gonna, Murdoch wait, wait a minute, this, wait a minute. So he was just going to say that anyway. He was just going to say, say what anyway. never turn your back on your opponent. And no, he wouldn't have no, no, Gary, 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 stop. He wouldn't have said it, period, had Trevor Murdoch not come out there. He, he, Nick Aldis didn't come out there and say, hey, let me invite Trevor Murdoch out to interrupt my interview time. That never happened. He came out there, imposed himself on the champ, didn't even have the, the decency to challenge Nick for his championship, or uh, pardon me, Mr. Aldis for his championship. Instead, he decided to go back and readdress something that had already been addressed. And Nick Aldis simply called a spade a spade. You come out of here on my interview time, you want to call out Chris Donis on my time? Let me remind you of something that we were both taught. Never turn your back on your opponent. Boom, and there it was. Don't try to put this. You guys, you guys are so, so easily fuddled. Do not put this on Nick Aldis. Do not put this on him. He had nothing to do with that. A heck of a coincidence, man. I'm just happy to see oh. that your education is not getting in the way of your ignorance. That is good. <laughs> it's good to know. So, you know what? All I'm saying is, is coincidence or no, not only does Trevor Murdoch perhaps have the most heart out of any competitor in the NWA, now he's got a fiery anger to add on to it. Nick Aldis is classically trained, but Trevor Murdoch's a throwback. And I don't know if Nick's ready for that kind of action and what he's stirring up here. So he better well, start watching let, his Let me back. say one more thing. Let me say one more thing. If if what we saw was the real Trevor Murdoch, Will, to your point, then the real Trevor Murdoch is never going to hold another championship. Because if the real Trevor Murdoch does like he did last week and decide to, to throw caution to the wind, throw health to the wind, and decide just because family, honor, and integrity is on the line, he's got to go and challenge anybody and everybody, then it's going to be a long, hard road for him. Especially, he's he's not going to be ready for Nick Aldis with that mentality. And I like Trevor Murdoch. I think, you know, th this is this is every working man's dream to face the establishment, to pay to face the power brokers. I I get it, man. But you got to you got to temper your fury with reason. You can't let emotion get in control. And Nick Aldis told him that. Get control of yourself. If you want to, if you want to face me at your best, then you got to be focused on the prize, not on the past. You got to not let anger mix things. When every time Nick Aldis comes out, he's poised, he's focused, and that's why he has been champion now for 899 days, over a thousand days if you count both reigns. All right. Well, we're gonna let this one lie for now. We've got more from Nick Aldis coming. <laughs> wait, up. wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we, we can get on. through this show and there's still more <laughs> nick on us on this so oh, i can't even imagine uh i don't i don't know rob's butt's probably jealous with the amount of crap coming out of his mouth on this episode <laughs> i uh so so anyway the uh 
Next thing up is uh, we've got another tag team match. If we can talk about that for a second, we got the War Kings, Jax, Dane, and Crimson. These bad mothers. They're in a match against poor Mims and Slice Boogie. I felt so bad for these two guys because the War Kings are just dominant and destructive. Now, all of that said, Will, we were watching this match and the unexpected happened. I mean, Jackson Crimson were, you know, destroying poor Mims. And, you know, that's no slide against Boogie. Boogie's an up and cover, an amazing rookie, a rookie of the year. Uh, he's uh, He had a big victory at back for the attack. He's actually just been winning every time he shows up in the NWA right now. Uh, so I guess I shouldn't assume it would be any different, but this is, this is a big, bad team, a long established team and uh, back for the attack kind of rekindled that fire between them. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I just, I just didn't expect much out of the rookie Mims and slice boogie here went up against this kind of thing. But at some point, Slice Boogie pulls Jack's leg and Jack's hits the apron and it completely knocks him out of the match. He's laying outside of the ring and this leaves Crimson. Uh, Rob used the word befuddled earlier. This leaves uh, Crimson befuddled and he's having to deal with what's up with his partner. Is he injured? What's happening? And he has to take on two guys. They never comes back and Mims and Boogie. It takes a while. But they finally chop down that big tall tree that is Crimson, and they get the one, two, three. Mims, no less, gets that pin. Congratulations, Mims, with a big victory, probably his biggest victory in the NWA so far. And uh, anyway, uh, there it is. Slice Boogie and Mims, your winners. And Crimson uh, makes his way outside the ring to try to help Jack Stain up. But well, as a as a, I mean, I guess I just want your thoughts in general with this. I mean, what is up with that? They, Jack Stane is no pushover. How did it, it felt like such an innocuous like move that it, this happened? But I mean, I guess you know accidents can occur, and I, I don't know. Just what? What do you think? Uh, first of all, I, I was I was so excited to see the War Kings together in the same corner again in an NWA ring, no less. Um, it just felt like a, a piece of the world clicked back into place for me. And so that was incredible, which was, as you just mentioned, quickly shattered um, because I saw it. You guys saw it. It, it didn't look like, and Jack Stain is, is a big dude. And Jack Stain, I've seen Jack Stain, uh, you know, suffer at the hands of guys like Tim Storm. And, you know, this guy can take punishment and and keep going. So for him to get his legs pulled out from under him, uh, I don't, you know, I don't claim to have seen everything. Sometimes things happen that you can't see. But it just feels, if I'm going with my gut, like something's a little off kilter. And I don't know what to think about that. I do know that after that happened, to your point, Crimson was essentially in a handicap match and he hung with it for a while. It took a lot to beat Crimson down and uh, you know, props to Mims and, and slice boogie. Those two guys, as you said, are uh, up and comers, you know, for lack of a better term, they are um, they're dangerous. They're, they're a dangerous piece of the NWA roster right now. And people should be scared of them. I mean, we talked about slice boogie last week, impressive victory 
at back for the attack in a match that Jack Stane and Crimson were both in. So it's not the first time Slice Boogie's been in a ring with those two. Um, so perhaps there's some experience there, or perhaps there's something going on that we just don't know about. I don't know. But it did seem a little suspect to me, if I can say that, that, you know, Jack Stane took a little fall, you know, something that I think, you know, nine times out of 10 that happens to Jack Stane, he's back in the ring in a half a second, you know, taking down the guy that did it to him. So it was just, it seemed a little suspicious to me. That's all. Doc, I have a hard time believing that in perfect circumstances, had these two teams gone head to head again, I don't want to take away from Mims and, and, and slice here, but the war Kings, I mean, are seem seemingly unstoppable most of the time. So, I mean, are we to believe that slice boogie and, and Mims are the better team now, or what do you make of the outcome here and, and, and what happened with Dane and Crimson? Well, I think, uh, I think most professionals would tell you that better is determined not by who you are pulling for, but by who ultimately wins. And so, on this particular occasion, yeah, I mean they were they were the better team, uh, and I, I, I agree with ninety eight percent of what Will said. I mean, this was one of the most anticipated returns. The War Kings. I mean, I, if you follow all of our people on social media, when they found out that Crimson was going to be at the pay per view and Jax Dane, I mean, we all we were all talking about War Kings. Oh my gosh, they're going to run rush shot over everything. But the mind, the brain is a is a is a strange thing, man. When you fall and you hit that prefrontal cortex. It can knock you out for days, man. That's happened to me before. I got knocked out for like three days and woke up in Tijuana, Mexico. Prefrontal cortex, man. So, and you're dealing with two professionals like Slice Boogie and Mims. Hey, stranger things have happened, man. I was surprised. I, I didn't see it coming. But, it, you know, again, once again, in the NWA where competition is king, you're dealing with guys that on any given day can beat anybody. Uh, well said. Um all right, well, uh, let's take a moment just to say, by the way, that um, if you didn't catch the website, Austin Idols Universal Wrestling College is at universalwrestlingcollege.com. I want to do, I do want to give that a shout out on here. We've been seeing those commercials, and uh, uh, he's a heck of a guy, that Austin Idol. And uh, if you want to learn from the best, that's where you can go do it. That that website is currently taking applications for new students. Also, uh, shout out to Chella Toys who produced that nick aldis action figure which is amazing and uh so if you missed that commercial will's holding it up right now there it is that is a fantastic throwback action figure and uh it's of the real world's champion nick aldis and uh you can't you can't ask for a better action figure than that he brings all the action i'd say well, you, you can't you can't if you've got number one the first ever made <laughs> okay you know i'll just oh. uh rub that in i guess uh, speaking of the champ, I also want to throw a shout out to all of you out there. I know a lot of you might be like me and uh, the, the pandemic puts you out a little bit and you're trying to get back in the swing of things, trying to get back in shape or trying to get in shape for the first time, whatever. And you may need a little boost. LegacySups.com is your place to go. Nick Aldis's personal line of supplements. He's got all kinds of stuff there that'll help you out. And I don't want to forget to bring that up because he was kind enough to throw in an offer that if you use the promo code NWAFAM, you get 10% off over there at LegacySups.com. So be sure to check that out from pre-workouts uh, to testosterone boosters to uh, just X-Lean, their fat burner. It's fantastic stuff. You got to check it out. LegacySups.com. So 
while we're on the subject of the champ, let's just ride it immediately jump into Kyle Davis, who's at the podium and he welcomes the champ. And uh, he says he's here to, uh, I think Kyle's speculating that this is to announce the newest member of Strictly Business. And uh, Nick acknowledges that speculation. Uh, but that's not why he's out here. He's out here to let everybody know that Strictly Business is open for business. And that th this this threw me off a bit. So, Doc, I want your thoughts here. He, he says that no member of Strictly Business is secure. Their spot is not guaranteed. Uh, nobody who thinks they have an inside track to uh, a spot in Strictly Business is guaranteed anything. At the end of the day, Nick Aldis is basically what he's saying here, Strictly Business. He's the dealer. He's the one who pulls all the strings and he decides who dances. That's the end of that. So yes, Strictly Business is wide open, available, and he's saying, who says Strictly Business has to have one other member? Who says they can't have more? Who says they can't have less? If you want to step up and you want to live forever, this is an offer that Strictly Business is out there and they're recruiting, and that goes for not just the NWA. That is an open, uh, open applications to every wrestler from every promotion in the world. Strictly Business is there. Doc, what's what is going on? What's going on with the National Treasure here? Well, I mean, everything you said w was true, Gary. But like you're prone to do, you left out half of the context. You left out half of the. <laughs> you left out the whole preface and the whole rationale behind where his heart was. And let me tell you right now, when, when power comes on, on Tuesday nights at six Oh five, I get my kids ready and we get in our church clothes. Cause you know, at some point in the evening, Nick Aldis is going to take us to church. I mean, we get our money out ready for the offering plate because we feel the movement of the spirit. I'm not trying to be irreverent or anything. Nick Aldis always brings the spirit. And this is what he said, Gary, to add some context to it. He said that he knows the difference between good and great. And when he's good, he's pissed off. And he is tired of things being good. And I'm going to tell you what the definition of good is. If I, if I can read between the lines here, the definition of good is only holding some of the gold and not holding all of the gold. He wants to be great. He wants to, to monopolize this business. And right now he monopolizes the greatest prize, but there are other prizes out there. That coveted national championship, which Chris Adonis holds, the TV championship, which Pope holds, and that tag team championship, which Kratos and Aaron Stevens hold. And so what he says is, if you want to live forever, if you want to be great and not good, then I'm listening to, I'm listening to, uh, to, to potential prospects. If you're interested in being good, you know, if that's what's good enough for you, then you're not good enough to be in the elite. And therefore, at any time, anybody's position is up for grabs. He did not come out there and say, Camille's on the chopping block or, or Tom Latimer's on the chopping block. Like y'all are trying to paint the picture. What he says is I, as the owner, operator, manipulator, dealer, the one who runs and sets the tone for strictly business, I'm interested in one thing, and that is greatness not goodness. That is exactly what he said. Convince me otherwise. Well, well I'll, I'll let you take that. You, you left out the, the, the best quote. And that is that 
the scuttlebutt is electric. And it really is. The scuttlebutt is electric tonight, especially with the dock <laughs> down here beneath me. So <laughs> saw, we were talking about the thought, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, now I thought that scuttlebutt is electric. When he said that, I was like, man, that is the next great NWA t-shirt, man. I, was, I yeah, love that I, line. Anyway, I'll pre-order it tonight. Um, but the scuttlebutt is indeed electric. And I will take this opportunity to say any position on this podcast as well is open. Uh, so if anybody wants to put in their applications, uh, same thing. But no, I, so I'm going to semi-agree with Rob uh, a little bit. You've got a, a group of people called Strictly Business. And any smart business, I'm a business owner. There's business owners out there that get this. You're always going to do what makes the most business sense, right? So, I mean, at the end of the day, unless you are the dealer, nobody really is safe. So that makes sense. I agree with you, Rob. I don't really feel like he was singling out anybody. I mean, you've got Tom Latimer, who is a beast. You've got Camille, who's the number one contender, arguably on her path to hold the Women's World Championship. So I don't think you know, he was trying to imply that those guys are on the chopping block. It's just interesting to come out and say that publicly. That being said, he, he didn't again, answer the question about Chris Adonis. So it's still an open-ended question. We've got earlier in the night, him being announced as strictly business. And I think the people just want to know, I think we want to know, you know, who it's going to be and what, what that's going to look like. Chris Adonis holds the national title right now. He he's got the gold to your point, Rob. So, you know, if they're, if they're not actively recruiting him, I've got to imagine they're, they're at least having conversations behind closed doors about trying to make that happen. If you're trying to bring all the gold to your point, that's the first guy you go to. And, you know, I, I don't know if after that, then they go after the tag team gold or how that looks, but, I think they're on their way. They're on their way to becoming, um, you know, a, a dominant force to be reckoned with in professional wrestling. And I'm honestly not surprised at anything the champ said. And it, I'm honestly not discouraged by it. I think he's he's earned the right to say that. So, you know, props to him. Listen, I don't think there was anything that I said that implied that that Nick was telling people they were on the chopping block. I just was <laughs> I simply stated what the guy said when he was talking. You stated Kyle. you stated the second half of what he said. You left out the whole preface, which was the the, the champ just don't come out and just throw out doggone cliches, man. He comes out intentionally with a message to 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 send to the people. And so he prefaced this whole speech, which I thought was so far of this season of power, his best moment as far as on, on mic goes. I mean, it was a phenomenal. I was getting chills. I'm getting chills right now. He came out and he said, look, I know the difference between good and great. And when I'm good, I'm pissed. And then he went on into the discussion. So you see, you left that out, Gary. You left that out. We're at like a year of you trying to be Nick Aldis's PR agent. And I'm just saying, I, you know, you take, you're taking everything. So personal. Uh, whatever we got to move on in this show. I'm just saying, if you're trying to be, you know, one day you're going to go far, Rob, and I hope you stay. Ah, scuttlebutt is electric tonight, ladies and gentlemen. All right. This uh, next up, we've got the main event. It's the Pope, and he's taking on Fred Rosser, TV title match. And we're back to the 605 time limit, I guess, on TV. That's what it's going to be. And uh, 
So here we go. Just, uh, I mean, the thing is, is like, I'd I'd love to tell you like all of these uh, amazing insights about this match. And all I can really tell you from my perspective is that it's just, it's a really good match and you should see it. If you're not subscribed on Fight TV to NWA Power, what are you doing? Because the Pope and Fred Rosser just took you to school. And uh, those two had a hell of a match. And uh, fortunately for Fred Rosser, not enough this time. The Pope getting the one, two, three before the 605 time limit. And uh, he is on his way to that luck seven. Um, I mean, I don't know. Will, how, how'd you feel about Pope defending the television championship? Fantastic match. I mean, these guys, uh, they're, they're both at a level that I've never seen them before. Fred Rosser. Um, and, and he's been, you know, we've, we've seen him in a lot of different matches in the past year uh, and had the privilege of, of, you know, being exposed to him and seeing some of his stuff on UW and primetime live. And, um, just watching him reach the levels that he's reaching right now is really motivating. It's encouraging to see him in an NWA television title match was really cool. And the match lived up to everything I thought it was going to be. I mean, both these guys came to win. They both really put it all out there and to be honest. And and I might've said this to you, Gary, when we were watching this, I'm, I just assumed it was going to go the time limit because I was like, these guys, they're evenly matched. Um, and this is where that 605 time limit is going to really benefit the champion in the Pope. So I think that's what I expected. And the fact that Pope, you know, squeezed one out there at the end was pretty exciting. And um, it goes a long way to, to cementing his legacy as a great all-time NWA television champion. Um, but you're right. I mean, he's made his intentions clear. He's on his way to that lucky seven. And uh, when he gets there, there's going to be no hesitation in his mind to cash in that TV championship for a world's title match, which rightfully so. You got a shot at that title, you take it. Um, so that seems to be the path he's on. And he squeaked one out against Fred Rosser tonight. And it was a hard fought, great match. Yeah, to Gary's point, if you didn't watch that, go back and watch this match. Um, it's a must-see. Doc, I'm not going to sit here and, and try to pick your brain about what you think would happen if uh, Pope makes it to a world title shot. So <laughs> I'll just say this. Tyrus pops out at the end there, and he clearly has his sights set on the Pope. What are your thoughts there? What do you think is going through Tyrus's mind? Do you think Do you think Pope has what it takes to get there? Can he, can he cash in on the national treasure? and uh, get an opportunity at the real world's heavyweight championship. Yes. Yeah, he can. He absolutely can. I, I, I gosh, I hate to, to, to wind the show down with us agreeing on everything. Uh, 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 but uh, I, I agree with practically everything. Wilson. in fact, this match was, was very, it was quite an excellent match probably. And I'm just going through my head real quick, thinking about all the matches we've seen since um, back for the attack. And this might be the, maybe the third or fourth best, best match we've seen so far. It was an excellent match. And I think both Fred Rosser and Pope have all the makings of everything. And I would say to both of them, remember this strictly business is open for business guys. You may not want to hey, Pope. You may not want to trade that, 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 that championship in for a title shot. You may want to trade it in for a shot in strictly business. Because you got what it takes, man. You are a star in the making, and you are too, Fred Roster. This is a fantastic match. I agree with everything Will said. Loved it. I didn't realize that Rob was hired as the Strictly Business recruiter. 
director of recruiting, but you're doing a great job. So far. <laughs> um, the, uh, if there is a path, uh, up the skirt of strictly business in any way, shape or form, Rob will find it. So there you go. Um, anyway, <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, let's see. So that that's that's I don't know if that's okay for the NWA show, but I'm just saying Rob Rob's a suck up. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, all right, so we got to go to the power like rankings. It, we don't have much time left. Uh, Rob, you you've set up our power rankings. Let's jump into those. Let's see who's on top of things in the NWA right now. Where you want to start, Rob? Let's start with the tag teams, man. This was a tag team show. Let's start with that. All right, so obviously uh, running out number one. Our champions are Stevens uh, and Kratos. Uh, they've not uh, scored a victory since uh, the pay-per-view, which is what those rankings represent. We, we've not gone back and curated all of uh, or combed all of the past episodes of Power. We've only kind of built these rankings in since uh, the pay-per-view. So right now they're zero and zero, but they're the champions. And so now uh, from the bottom up, we've got Crimson and Dane. At number five, this may be a little uh, surprising to people, but we, we we see the 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 controversy going on there. So I'm not sure that the mentality is there, the mindset's there for them to make a run, but they are still you know cracking in the top five at number five. And then we got Perro and Odinson had that fantastic match with uh, Adonis and Latimer, came up a little bit short. Uh, Mims and Boogie with the upset win win of the week, and now sitting at one and zero, coming at your number three contender. Uh, or your excuse me, your number three ranked team and your number two ranked team, and therefore your number one contender has to be Adonis and Latimer, the team representing allegedly strictly strictly business. Strictly business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can pull up the women's. It hadn't really changed. There wasn't a women's match this week, but Rob, you can update us, remind us where we're at with the power rankings for the women. That's right. Uh, uh, it, it, this this hasn't changed since last week since we didn't have a, a, a woman contest this week. I imagine that with uh, Taryn Terrell here in the mix and some others, this might fluctuate somewhat here in the upcoming weeks. Well, that remains to be seen. But based on last week's standing, Alex Grassi had passed the eye test to uh, to crack the top five. Genocide obviously looks like she's poised with a an ultimate showdown with Camille or Thunder Rosa or any of them. She just looks fantastic. Thunder Rosa, although she lost that number one contenders match, I don't think there's anyone in the world that doesn't doubt that she might be the hottest women's wrestler on earth right now. But Camille did win that number one contenders match at Back for the Attack. She's currently sitting at 2-0, and she is the number one contender to the champ, the holder of Burke, and that is Serena Deeb. Well, so I don't think... Uh... Uh, well, I was just going to I was going to establish with everybody. These are strictly our rankings. And so, you know, these are not official. The opinions expressed here and everything are all our own. This is not of the NWA itself. We are grateful to them for letting us have a spot here. That said, let's show everybody our rankings for the men now. All right, coming in at number five uh, is Trevor Murdoch. He's one and one, but he is the former holder of the national championship. And I think. If you can read the tea leaves, man, it looks like that he is gunning for Nick Aldis, and Nick Aldis is not one to, to duck a legitimate and worthy challenge and say what you want about him. Trevor Murdoch is a worthy challenger. But you cannot deny the fact that Tyrus has come in and made a statement. He is 2-0. He's gunning for Pope and what that TV championship could ultimately mean for him. He comes in at number four. Pope is a TV champion. He's 1-0-1. He came off this big win against Fred Rosser tonight, 
and he is your number two contender, number three in the rankings. But that national championship title holder is, by virtue of his position, the number one contender, the number one two, a uh, number two ranked guy overall, and that is the masterpiece Chris Sedanis. But sitting at day 899 of the second and one of the most historic championship title reigns in history, tomorrow or tonight when the sun sets, when the when the the uh, the, the clock strikes midnight, Nick Aldis will reach that mythical 900 days. He is the greatest wrestler in the world right now. He is your real world's champion. He's ranked number one on earth. He is the national treasure, the dealer, Nick Aldis. And that's your top five men's rankings. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, again, as always, thank you guys for hanging out. Let's throw to the chat. Let's talk to you guys. Any thoughts you have, we want to have them throw them in there. We want to hear what you're thinking. And uh, just as we wait for that, uh, we've got uh, at this is Will Martin at this is Dr. Stinson at this is Gary Horn. I know you guys all have places to be and things to do. So uh, let's just throw to some folks in the chat and see what you're saying. One of the goblins already upset with you, Rob. He's saying, how is Tyrus the number three contender on this list? Well, he wasn't number three, was he? Well, I mean, I guess he was the number three contender. Oh. You muted, Robbie. Num number, no, number, number, four, like <laughs> number four ranked overall, but number uh, three contender again. Try to be as objective as possible, but right now, since since the uh, uh, the the comeback, since back for the attack, he's got the best record in in the men's singles uh, division. He's two and zero, so you can't argue with that. Uh, let's see here. Jedi Warrior wants to know which tag team. Would you see joining Strictly Business? Will, I'll throw that one to you. Well, I mean, if you had asked me this before the show, I might have said the workings, um, just because I could see them being a great addition. But now, you know, I've got doubts in my mind about the unity of, of those guys. So I really don't know. I, I think it could potentially be a tag team that's yet to form or that we've yet to see uh, in an NWA ring. And, um, I just have a feeling as soon as we see them, we'll be like, yeah, those guys are strictly business. So uh, we'll see. I don't have a, a top, you know, current prediction for that right now. You're really, you're really leaning in on this War Kings thing. You feel like something, something's fishy there, huh? Because yeah, I, mean, I mean, you don't think it's possible that Jax is just like, I mean, just a freak accident. Jax is hurt. Look, man, I, I I know tag team wrestling. I know the loyalty. I mean, one of the reasons I love tag team wrestling so much is the loyalty, the camaraderie, things like that. And again, I you know, if Jack Stain hit his head and we just didn't see it because the camera angle or something, then I'll I'll eat my words on this. But it just did. It seemed out of character for a guy like Jack Stain to to be out for that long. I mean, again, I've seen him take beat downs from guys, you know, that were bigger than him and that were, were dominating him and him come back and win the match. So it just seemed a little odd to me. So as a tag team guy, it, it, it yeah, it sticks out in my mind as something out of the norm. Um, so, and, and plus that on the heels of just me being so excited to see those guys reunited and in a corner together. Um, so again, we'll see how, how it, how it turns out if if something's going on i'm sure it'll come to the surface and i'm sure we'll see more uh of those guys but you know it's tbd at this point 
Uh, Jason uh, asking if we have any update on Power Surge, what it'll look like. No, unfortunately, I don't think we have any specific updates on Power Surge. All we can say there is better be subscribed on Fight TV. That's where you want to go. Five, uh, five bucks. It's as much as a ham sandwich at Subway, somebody said last week. That's all you got to do. Just jump right in there and you can watch Power Surge and uh, find out along with everybody else. And of course, we'll be here live talking about it. Uh, also throw it in there. Let's see here. Uh, Turbo saying, Rob, the rankings look great, but the question really is, who's going to be the person that beats the Pope? Gosh, man. I mean, right now it's shaping up to be, I, I don't know that anybody's going to beat the Pope for that title. I mean, he might run, run the seven matches, but, uh, you know, Tyrus is looking like a legitimate and worthy contender. So we'll, we'll see. Excellent. Um, let's see here. Uh, Terry McDermott in the chat looking for more Jordan Clearwater. So hopefully you'll see more out of him. He is uh, definitely an awesome competitor, and uh, I hope we see more of them. Uh, let's see here. Anything else I want to throw to? Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, guys. We're uh, we're at our time, and uh, we we just just want to say again, we're grateful to the NWA. And uh, always, all of us are most grateful to all of you who are watching right now, the fans of the National Wrestling Alliance. You made all of this possible. You made it made it possible that there was uh, a post-show. But most importantly, you made it possible that there is an NWA power to be watched right now. And all of us are better for it. So we are so grateful to the NWA, to William Patrick Corgan, uh, for bringing this thing back. I think it's made all of our Tuesday nights a little bit better at a time where everything could be a real doubter if we let it. So uh, certainly, certainly happy to see all of our favorite wrestlers and uh, our favorite commentators. Uh, Tim Storm, just uh, he just brightens my day every time I see him. Just, just see his face. It makes me smile. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, also, one last thing. I just saw uh, Craig O. Waffles uh, mention Marty Bell in the ring. That reminded me, speaking of Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. we would uh, send a uh, RIP out to uh, Jack Venato. Uh, Rob, you, you wanted to take that? Uh, I would say, yeah, uh, one of the great uh, Dominican wrestlers in history. Um, and and some oh, yeah, would, would, Rico, would say, uh, that's okay. So some would say uh, uh, a former NWA world champion. Uh, one of the most legendary stories in the history of pro wrestling, you know, that 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 match between Ric Flair and Veneno uh, in the Dominican Republic. And there's still a statue to this uh, legend erected in that country. And uh, the people there in the Dominican know that Veneno won the championship that night. They know about it. We're not we don't have time to go into detail. You can go look it up on on social media or on Wikipedia or whatever. But we lost a legend today, and as we like to say it, this is the pro wrestling uh, uh, show, you know, until Valhalla. Absolutely. And again, thank you all. Tell the NWA how much you appreciate them being back at NWA everywhere. Make sure you're subscribed to this channel if you're not already. There's still more content to come, I promise you. They're, they haven't forgotten about YouTube, and uh, focus has been on Fight TV, but we got to get power back rolling. But who knows what the future has in store for the National Wrestling Alliance. But I can tell you this much, the fact that we're here right now talking to you, we're all getting to hang out together and communicate. That shows that the NWA is listening and the NWA cares what you think. Your voices are heard right here on this post show each and every week. 
So we thank you all for being here again from Will Martin, from Doc Stinson. I'm Gary Hoard. Our show is over at youtube.com slash this is pro wrestling or at TIPW show everywhere on social media. And uh, I guess as we say on our show until next time,